This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome in. Happy Thursday. This is the happy hour. Rico, I need you to pull up the B-bar, please, and play the breaking news sounder. Because as of 22 seconds ago, hold on, there's been some breaking news. It's right there. I know it is, but I got to... Oh, you got to fade that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah that's right. Fade that out. Grab the wrong mouse. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Nebraska football has a complete staff. Oh, my goodness. Brian Applewhite is the new running backs coach for Nebraska football. It was just announced on the Huskers' Twitter sphere. Um, I'm doing some when, – when it was starting to come out late earlier today, I, I know Parker Gabriel had a um, – first of all, happy Thursday. Rico, hello. Hello. How's it going? It's going great. It's going great. even better now. Fantastic. All right, so earlier when I was kind of looking at him uh, – and doing some research, spent some time re- most recently at TCU as their running backs coach. Obviously, they're the Gary Patterson um, kind of thing all fizzled away. So he is no longer at TCU. So now he's at Nebraska. Um, here, let me uh, pull up his his bio here for you, so I can um, so I can inform you guys. So they had uh, three. True, or excuse me, two true freshman running backs in his first season with the Horn Frogs that averaged over seven carries per game or seven yards per carry. Had a couple of games where uh, three running backs surpassed 100 yards rushing in a single game. He's a 21 plus year veteran at the coaching ranks. He spent time at ULM um, before his arrival at Colorado State. He also spent time at Montana State, six years at Wyoming. Um, Spent some time at Northern Colorado, and where so he a won very, two national titles for Division Two Northern Colorado in the '90s as a fullback. So there you go. So a lot of um, coaching experience for Brian Applewhite, the new official, the new uh, running backs coach of Nebraska. So now Nebraska has a new, or excuse me, a complete staff. They have they have filled it. Mickey Joseph, obviously, with the the plethora of roles that he's taken on. Also, sidebar. If you did not get to listen to VJ and uh, Terrell Farley's interview with Mickey Joseph, go on to the TicketFM.com here. In about an hour and a half, it'll be posted, um, and and hear that interview with Mickey Joseph. Or you can go on to our YouTube page. The uh, whole interview is posted already there on our YouTube page for you to see. Um, they talked to Mickey Joseph for about a half an hour earlier today, and, and really, really good stuff. Talked about overcoaching, talked about... Uh, why? What they need to do get to get Nebraska back to being Nebraska, and part of that was putting a gate on Omaha, and putting a gate on Bellevue, and you think about all these guys that um have left the state, and and we don't necessarily need to get into this discussion, but feel free four zero two four six four five six eight five. 
Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sutter Hammond text line. Feel free to chime in all show long. But put a gate around Omaha, put a gate around Bellevue, um, is, is what Mickey Joseph said earlier today. And if you think about the guys that have left, Jay Ducker is one of more recent history. Keegan Johnson at Iowa, who had a spectacular freshman season. But Jay Ducker just committed to Memphis after being the MAC freshman of the year, I believe, is where he was because mm-hmm. he was in at Northern Illinois, had a fantastic freshman season. Now transfer portal heads to Memphis. It was made official earlier today that he's going to Memphis as well. So um, it, just those are just a couple of guys that Nebraska's missed out on, whether that's them not feeling like they're a high enough priority, not making them a high enough priority, or just not being able to identify and assess talent when you have it in your own backyard. That's something that will need to change here down the road. And Mickey Joseph made sure that um, Husker fans knew that they are aware that there is talent in Nebraska's own backyard. So that was really encouraging. Um, obviously, Tony Tuioti no longer part of the staff, heads to Oregon for national champion uh, defensive coordinator Dan Lanning, takes over as head coach at Oregon. Um, Tony Tuioti now takes over his reins at Oregon as well. So Mike Dawson will share both defensive line and outside linebackers. And then um, Mark Whipple, the offensive coordinator, obviously one of the bigger ones as well in this one. So, I mean, it's encouraging. You get in, you're getting a guy, and, and throughout these hires, it's been the the hires of experience outside of Donovan Riola, I suppose. And, and that's that's even not even fully true because he had experience – at in or in Chicago with the Bears as an assistant offensive line coach, so that's not necessarily fully true at Notre Dame. Yes, you're right. So there's that whole thought that we gave before they hired anybody, Rico, of get some experience to not only help the the program but also just help Scott Frost continue to become a better coach, if that makes sense. Scott's still a younger coach. He's He was at UCF for two years. He's only sixth year of head coaching. Mm-hmm. Six complete years of head coaching. He's going into his seventh. He spent time around some, some legendary coaches and learned a lot, but in terms of leading a program on his own, this is only his sixth year, which is mm-hmm. very young. Yeah, and so uh, with that being said, though, you guys all understand Nebraska needs to get back to winning. So... Uh, Brian Applewhite, the new running backs coach for Nebraska football. Um, once again, 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman text line, uh, as well as the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And then you can find us on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainer, and at Radio Rico AC. All right, so obviously that wasn't where I was planning on going with it. Man, I really wanted to talk about the Knicks and their trade, but I guess we're going to have to no, hold no, off no, on no, that. No, 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 we actually are. We're going to talk we're NBA. Gonna we're going to have to hold off on that because Nebraska got day running backs, coach. Well, Which is very – like if you think about, you know, especially the running back room, the major thing in there has been development. And what he was able to do at TCU with – hold on, I got it. Zach Evans, former five-star. Uh, I believe he transferred out of TCU. I don't know – where he's at now, I think it's somewhere in the SEC probably, um, but a former five-star, ended up going to TCU, uh, spurned a lot of high, higher-level uh, schools to go to TCU, yep. and as a freshman, rushed for 1,043 yards and nine touchdowns in 15 games. Committed to Ole Miss. Yep, you're right, Rico. There. So, 
Um, so that's that's the main thing in the running back room is the lack of development. The, the you know you get guys here who who seem to be supremely talented in high school and have shown you you know on their on their high school tapes on their film uh, they've got explosiveness they've got you know whatever type of moves you need to be a, a, a high level running back which is why they're at a power five school. But when they get to Nebraska, it seems as if all of that skill, all of that all of that oomph that they had coming in just dissipates, and you're left with a room full of guys who will, won't even sniff a thousand yards in a single season. So hopefully uh, with the with the ability to develop running backs, uh, Brian Applewhite can come in, see this running back room, which is not devoid of talent. It's not it, They have a lot of talent in there. Um, he can find somebody to take the reins, to be the lead dog, and get Nebraska's running backs back to the level that uh, people are used to. Talking about running back, sticking with it real quickly before we get to the text line. Um, there was one little bit of recruiting news. There was one guy that announced his top eight schools. Um, he is a class of 2022 guy. He's the number uh, six, a top 65 player in the 2022 class, um, according to this on three sports where Hayes Fawcett works. But a four-star running back, Trevante Citizen, um, he's down to eight schools. Nebraska is one of those eight was formerly committed to LSU. Mm-hmm. Six foot, 217 pounds, um, did not sign, obviously, at the early signing day. So about a month and a month, little less than a month, left to go in his recruitment. Nebraska's in the thick of it there with Auburn, USC, Florida, Miami, Michigan State, LSU, and Grambling. Whew. So a some, lot of some big dogs. Grambling is showing up a lot lately. Maurice Washington. There have been a lot of players transferring to Grambling and, and a lot of people having Grambling in their top five, top eight, you know, schools along with, you know, the Floridas, the Alabamas, you know, what have you. So Grambling is making a push for these high level recruits now. Yeah. So something to watch, I suppose, as we go along, right, right um, from Lake Charles, Louisiana, Trevante Citizen, um, according to 24-7 Sports, 113th best player in the country, ninth best running back um, in the... Uh, country as well so he was one um, of the first stops after Mickey Joseph got the job and he had right. he, he headed back down to Louisiana to to re-recruit some of those guys for Nebraska Trevante Citizen was one of his first stops so yeah uh, that that shows Mickey Joseph they, or Nebraska feels or not feels good but but really wants him they sent you know the the Louisiana connect down there to re-recruit him from LSU to Nebraska and it's obviously paid off with Nebraska in his final eight well and one thing there What's interesting, the numbers, right? You think about the numbers a little bit more. Uh, they signed M, uh, Emmett Johnson from uh, Minnesota. Minnesota Mr. Thank you. Football Minnesota. Yeah, Emmett Johnson. They obviously got DeAndre Jackson from Texas A&M, the transfer there. They already have a pretty thick um, room as it is in terms of numbers. Obviously, there was some attrition there with, with Marvin Scott leaving and Savion Morrison. Morrison going to Kansas. So there's a lot of bodies, right? We've had this conversation quite a few times before, but there's a lot of bodies there when you look at how Gabe Irvin's going to bounce back from the injury, whether or not uh, Marquis Step will finally break through and kind of be that impact transfer that we were hoping for him to be last season after USC. There's now Emmett Johnson, the true freshman who's coming in. We'll see what they want to do with him. Six foot, 183 pounds there. Mm-hmm. Now they're on this guy, Trevante Citizen. Jacques um, Yant, who had a yes. couple breakout games. Ramir Johnson, who was the pseudo-starting running back after uh, week four, week five. Um, yeah. you've, you've got bodies in there. Yeah, you got bodies. Just need a guy to, 
to step up and take the job. 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarah Heyman text line. couple minutes left in this segment. Okay, Rico, we need to talk about the NBA because it's the trade deadline today. The Bulls got embarrassed last night to the Nets. Yeah, they did. Um, so we need to talk it's, about that. It's, it's fine. It was the first game back for yeah. Kyrie. You weren't expecting it. It's okay. Well, it's that, but also, I mean, Nebraska, or Nebraska Chicago has now won two of three against them this season. Uh-oh. This wasn't even my breaking news. What is this breaking news, Rico? The Texans have fired head coach David Culley after one season. Are we shocked? Not really, but you would think somebody might get more than a season with a uh, franchise in turmoil, such as the Texans. But maybe they right. uh, maybe they're in on somebody. Well, that that changes up things that we were going to talk about later today as well. Um, we'll have to add that to the the jobs. Yeah, open. that's why that's why I did. I'm, that. I'm glad you did. Okay, so back to NBA real quick. I know you had a trade with the the Knicks had a trade today. Mm-hmm. Explain it. What are your thoughts? The Knicks had a trade with the Atlanta Hawks, who they play tomorrow. I think actually, um, they traded away Kevin Knox and a unprotected. Unprotected, very important. 2022 first-round pick. That is this year's draft. Um, What did they trade those two things away for, you may ask? Let me tell you. Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett's college teammate at Duke, a 6'8 forward who is having a pretty decent season after not playing a lot last year but coming along pretty strong in the playoffs. And Solomon Hill, who is not really playing at all. And a 2023 or 24 second round pick. So, okay. the Knicks traded away Kevin Knox, who was not playing, and a first round pick this year for a top 10 pick from three years ago, a pretty solid defender slash shooter in Solomon Hill, who might get cut, yeah, uh, might just sit on the end of the bench as, as some veteran leadership, and a second round pick, which, you know, with their second round picks this year, they got. Uh, um, Jericho Sims and Deuce McBride. So, so the Knicks finessed the Hawks. I think they did. I really think they did. And worst case scenario for New York is if they play bad and that unprotected pick comes back to hurt them. Yes. If it's a if lottery, the Hawks turn it into a lot, or if it turns into a lottery pick and the Hawks turn that into a solid player, it would hurt. But that's a shame. Either way, um, okay. So, but you so got Cam Reddish. The, the trade deadline's been pretty quiet today. It has. The Bull Bull trade got nixed because he failed his physical. So the Nuggets are stuck with Bull Bull after trying to. Is that awkward after you try to trade somebody and then something happens where the trade doesn't go through? So then they just have to come back and you're just like, hey, what's up? I know you don't want me, but here I am. Yeah. He's got to be got to be cut. He has to be, or sent down. Can he be sent down to G League? Is his he, contract? I think he can. I mean, he's only been in the mature. league three years. I think he can get sent down to the G League. But it's it's interesting. Uh, yeah, not much else. There's a lot of names on the on the trade block. Jeremy Grant. Um, apparently, the Hawks are open for business. John Collins is unhappy with his situation. That would be a big oh, trade. That would be a big one. Um, the Pacers. I don't know if they're still in sell mode, but uh, Sabonis. And Miles Turner have been on the trade block for for many weeks. Um, as I said, Jeremy Grant. Uh, the Lakers are looking to unload Dwight Howard. Oh, okay. Um, they, just name there. Yeah, just a name there. He's you know I don't know how well he's actually doing. The the or the Sixers are trying to package Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons yeah. first to get rid of Ben Simmons, second to get rid of Tobias Harris's contract. 
that's the reason they're that, trading that's Tobias. That has to be a uh, that's going to be a big package. Oh, it's it's got to be massive because it was going to be massive for just solely Ben Simmons. Now yeah. you, now you had a, a potential All Star in Tobias Harris. If now, they really wanted is the contract. If they really want to get rid of Tobias Harris, they're not going to be asking a lot for him. What they're going to be asking yeah. for is the Ben Simmons, whatever you were going to give up for Ben Simmons, and then just match the salary for the Tobias Harris contract. That's really all they're going to be asking for. Oh, okay. It's probably going to be a bunch of lower level players, and they're going to cut them right away. But that's tough then because then you're stuck with Ben Simmons. See, but Ben Simmons isn't bad if you put him in the right situation. Right now in Philadelphia, him and Joel Embiid do, cannot work together. Yeah. Joel is Joel can shoot the three, but he's not consistent enough to live out there, so he has to be in the paint. Ben Simmons only wants to drive and finish in the paint. It's not a recipe for success. If you get Ben Simmons and surround him with some shooters... Uh, and maybe a, a big man who can kind of stretch the floor a bit, you're golden. You're great. I think... And Tobias Harris is, is for his contract, not playing up to snuff, no. but I think he's an amazing player. He's always been that guy that has never been talked about as he's much. Un- he's underrated till he got his money. Yeah, but he always got good contracts. He was always getting paid mm-hmm. well. Well, you can put him on the opposing team's best player, and he's going to defend them. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to lose anything on offense because he's not the main focus of any offense, or at least he shouldn't be. He can That's shoot, he can drive, he can finish, he can do just about everything you need him to do. Um, but if he's the mainstay of your offense, you're kind of in trouble. 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sutter Heyman Text Line. Uh, let's go to the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Uh, we have a caller. Caller, who's this? Uh, Byron. Byron, what's on your mind, man? Hey, I was had a question for Farley. He is. He is uh, not here. He is done. Unfortunately, they their show ended at two. Oh crap! All right. Well, never mind that. <laughs> Take care, man. Yeah, you have a great one. <laughs> well, that's sad. No, it's it's fine. It's all right. We have a question um, for us. <laughs> well, are we not important enough? I always wonder. Because we get this on the text line sometimes, too, when folks are listening to the podcasts or watching the Oh, and videos, they, like, forget. And they forget that it's not live, yes. so they text in. We had that, we had that happen a couple days yeah, ago. Yeah, we're sitting there looking at the text line like, what are you talking this is, this about? This has nothing to do with Nebraska basketball. And then they finally realize at some point, they're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> All right, that feels like a good place to take a break. Let's take a break. Um, when we come back, we'll dive into Nebraska women's basketball. They travel to Bloomington tonight to play number 6 Indiana. Uh, We'll also talk a little bit NFL after David Coley gets fired from the Texans after one season. We'll uh, do that and make some picks next up on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.